So Jesse, should we do a, a few little questions or dialogue? Absolutely. Um, people can raise their hand, just use the raise hand feature, and then we can bring you on. Especially those who haven't on previous Mondays would be good. Just to give others a turn. KCS, you, there you go. Hi, Casey. Oh, when you hi, speak, Jack. you'll appear to all of us. Yeah. Can um, you can hear me, Jack? Yeah. Can you spotlight her, Jesse? Yeah. Please just just speak. Yeah. I can hear you. So thank Jack, you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm 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 lighter than when I came um, tonight. But so I'm looking to you for some wisdom. I, I work at a high school, public high school, in a wellness center, and my conflict is with. COVID. And I, I have been um, doing a great job for about 11 months. And my students are crapping out. And I'm becoming kind of heartbroken for them because they're just struggling. And I'm a helper type, as I suspect everyone is on this call. And I'm running out of help to give, it feels like. Um, and I thought I would see if you had advice for me to give to them. And are you a teacher? I didn't catch what your role no, I, was. I'm an intake specialist in a wellness center and I'm a mindfulness teacher. A student, okay. Yeah, student advocate. Oh yes, doctor, take your own medicine, I see. Okay. <laughs> you know, I think the first thing is just to acknowledge that this is a lot of suffering. And if you're a young person, a year is like a huge chunk of your entire life. So my experience with young people is that they're really grieving. They've lost so much and they need this needs to, they need to have this acknowledged. The first thing to say is this is suffering and you are experiencing it and it's grief and not to cover it over. But then I have a question for you. What have you found that is most helpful to your students? What have you learned? A lot of what you talked about tonight, which is listening, listening is, is, is what they need. Yeah, so you listen to them and they can express their tears and their sorrow and their anger and their frustration and all they're experiencing loss. And you can say, this is one of the great losses of your life. You'll look back and say, you lived through this, but you really, you're listening. What else helps? Inviting them to name their experience. Just mm -hmm. go, even though we have lessons we have to cover and stuff like that going, we're setting everything aside. What's, what's inside you? What's happening? That's really beautiful because we have our ideas of what's needed. But right now what's needed is, is much more the listening of the heart. Just what you said putting some of the lessons aside, because they're not learning them anyway, you said. <laughs> so this is the chance to get real and to also teach them that it's okay to be real, that part of school is to learn to do this. So that helps them, listening, telling the truth, you know, not being fixed on the plan. All right, so what's helped you? Now you know how to, you know how to help them. Turn the spotlight back. 
Well, my job's rewarding. Like it's very rewarding. They're, they're grateful. They're beautiful. They're, they're, you know, I'm impressed by them. I'm, I'm proud of them. Um, you know, I, I, I'm trying to be as resilient as I see they are. But you don't feel it right now. I don't feel it. Mm -mm. So close your eyes for a second. You know, there's been so much loss in this and it's so difficult. Where do you carry the loss in your body and the tears for what you've tried to do so hard? Right in there, upper chest, throat. What's it feel like? Warm, cool, what's its shape? It, it feels tight. Tightness, um, is there a temperature? Yeah, hot, hot and hot tight. Hot and tight. Yeah, so let it be there. And bring your loving awareness to the pain that it carries. This is really how you carry the, the grief in your body. And let it open, let it actually expand and get bigger. Let it fill as much your whole body or the room if it wants. You can name it grief, tears, pain, whatever it is, fire. And notice what happens as you give it space. Does it get bigger? Does it intensify, expand? It feels like it's softening. So notice that, notice softening. You're allowing it and it's softening. Mm. What does it want you to understand? I think that I won't always be this way. So feel that, feel that it, you've paid attention and given it space, it's softened. And now it's speaking to your heart and saying, it's not always gonna be this way. And listen, and how does that resonate? How does that affect your body? It feels right, it feels, it feels centered. Yes. So feel the centeredness and the rightness now. Oh, nobly born, this is your return to your Buddha nature. Doesn't mean you don't carry a deep grief in your body and heart for all the loss for these young people. Doesn't mean you get, don't get exhausted, but there's in something in you that's inexhaustible, that knows this is not the end of the story, that it does have an end. You can soften and carry. Again, Nelson Mandela, don't judge me by my successes. Judge me by how many times I fell down and got back up again. Yeah, so you, you know, you're in it with Nelson now. You're in it for the long haul. And just think about it, you know, 27 years in Robben Island was, you know, half of his whole life. Like your students, it feels that way, up and down. And yes, you carry something and you're learning it to do it with them. They buoy you up and you buoy them up. And of course you go through those times. How are you feeling? Um, just filled with love. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm. Thank you, Casey.
pleasure, pleasure. Someone else? Christian, you can ask your question. Sure. Hi. Hi, Christian. Hey, Jack. Um, thank you so much for tonight's teaching. Um, personally, it's felt quite relevant. Um, I've really noticed an uptick in the dehumanizing language that my own friends are using um, people or in relation to people on the other side of the political aisle, shall we say. Yes. And I've also personally experienced a, a great reconciliation with a friend who I hadn't really spoken with in over a decade. Um, so it feels timely. And I have a great desire to bring some of the reconciliation practice to bear on my own life. And I also realized that that could be dangerous without um, maybe the right grounding. And so I wondered if you thought that that was appropriate for me to take the framework that you showed us and to start applying it to maybe small, small grade, low level conflicts that uh, come up in my own personal community, or if not, if there were places you would point me to where I could gain maybe training and grounding. First of all, it's a beautiful question. And I can hear the goodness of your own heart and psyche to say, yes, I, I resonate. You say, I resonate with this. I know this. I've seen it. And I want to know if I can help others. So mm -hmm. I, I, I just want to honor the goodness that comes out of you in asking the question. Can you say, can you give an example of a kind of place you would want to bring this into? Yeah, there are two places that come to mind. I've, I have two really good friends who have gotten into such a terrible conflict that uh, they are no longer speaking, their families are no longer speaking. Um, and they've devolved into text messages, like even step one face to face is not even a part right. of the picture. Um, and then I have uh, another situation where two family members have grown estranged over really uh, divergent political views such that um, I don't know if they'll ever talk to each other. And it just seems to me such a loss. Well, I mean, I'm just moved by what you say first. Um, I think I would start with the friends if you're going to do it. Because quite honestly, family is almost, it's too, it's too hard. <laughs> Even the Buddha and Jesus had trouble with their families when they went home. So you, you have to understand, that's kind of like the steep, maybe you should go to the Senate first, then you come back. <laughs> um, there is actually um, a description of this process, if you would like to read it. Um, one of the places you can find it is in Thich Nhat Hanh's book called Old Path, White Cloud. It's a great big fat book that is a biography of the Buddha. And somewhere mm. in the middle in chapter 47, these short chapters is the whole description of this, this practice and this process. Okay. What I understand is that the Thich Nhat Hanh's community um, and you know, they have like Deer Park in Southern California and so forth, they actually use this process as I did when I was in the monastery, I, I became part of one of these processes. So I think first you might wanna educate yourself more, read that and then look at Deer Park. Okay. And once you've done it, 
um, then you might ask your friends if they're interested because mm. if they are, then it's possible if they're not, um, you know, really it's like the Buddha, he said, okay, do you, I, I can help you. And they said, no, no, we, we don't want this. And so he, he got up and he left. He was called the teacher of those who can be taught. So mm. you have to find out if they, they may be so caught in it for now, but you also might be able to speak to them and say, here's something that I've learned. But I'd like to ask you to close your eyes as well for a moment and get quiet. And as you do, first I'd like to you to, ref, you know, when you picture these two friends, notice what you feel inside as you picture them. And keeping your eyes closed, tell me what it's like for you. Um, I've shared some really good memories with each of them. So I almost felt like a tickle, like I want to, to laugh a little bit. Um, uh, it feels, it feels warm when so I think So there's about a warmth that. and a tingle and a, almost a laugh and a memory of all these good, good things that you've shared with each of them. And as you feel all of this, also now bring in what is your heart's best intention in wanting, you know, to work with them? What is your intention? I think that there's, there are some simple truths that they each have that if they just spoke and listened to each other, and, um, uh, my intention for them is that they could just listen to each other. Um, I've seen this so much with my parents um, and how terrible it can be when there isn't just a willingness just to. So your intention is that they listen to each other. And what's your intention for yourself? What do you hope for Christian? Um, I want a better, uh, you know, as we say in Brooklyn, walk the walk. I want to embody what it means to be a person who can listen and who can speak truth. Um, I want to cultivate that, not, but not just for myself, for my deep, close relationships. Um, yeah. Beautiful. So now imagine that you could say what you just told me to each of them separately. This is what I want. I want to embody, I want to carry, I want to... And imagine that you could say that to them, no matter whether they choose to do it or not. This is your heart speaking. Hmm. And how does it feel as you picture that? It feels, um, the word that came up was integrity. I feel sort of solid and aligned. So feel the quality of solid and aligned of that integrity and of the deep love that there is. You know, I want to live with this love. I want people to come together. And obviously there's joy and affection and love that you have for each of them. Mm. And now imagine that you're able to say this to them, however they're going to respond you're going to start by talking about what matters to you and not to them mm. and feel that integrity and this, the strength that you have. 
the love, and finally let yourself be peaceful with it because they may or may not listen. And imagine that you can say this out of love without expectation and see how that lands in you. I think I can do that. How are you feeling? Um, I feel good. I feel um, rested almost. Mm -hmm. Next time I'll get you an application for graduate school in mediation, but we'll work a step at a time here. <laughs> no, I love your intention, you know, cause you, you love them both. It could, I could feel it. And you've had so much joy and pleasure with one another and that deep intention that you carry, if you can express it. So learn a little bit, look at Thich Nhat Hanh's community, read these things and play with it. It's not, you don't need to be a professional, you know, um, you don't need to go to graduate school and be a mediator. You can be somebody who loves these people and say, listen, there's a simple process. Maybe you want to try some of it and let them listen. Thank you. I really wish you well. Thank you so much, Jack. Thank you. One more. Seema, would you like to speak? Um, sure. Go ahead, dear. Hi, Seema. Hi, Jack. I uh, have asked you a question before and I noticed someone else is uh, raising her hand. So um, maybe I can ask my question later because um, I feel... Well, you're here. The karma, the fates, the universe has put us together. We're having our, our moment. It's fine. Please ask. Um, the first aspiration that I had to come to this uh, teaching tonight was related to the um, political uh, situation that we are Yes. But today I was presented with two different um, conflicts uh, in two sets of people that is sort of rooted, uh, uh, I believe, in the same uh, type of uh, challenge. And I was asked uh, about a suggestion that I can make. I need to be skillful. That's my um, intention. Where do you draw the line between self-compassion and compassion for the others? Because in both these uh, sets of couples, I felt like they have exhausted everything in them. And uh, yet I could see the spark, the flame of some hope, but it was just exhausting. And uh, I, need, I need to get some guidance in- Are you doing this as a friend or as a therapist or professional? Mindfulness te teacher, mindfulness. You're a mindfulness teacher. Yeah. So when I used to work with couples as a psychologist, especially if they were 
really in a lot of conflict. Um, I remember one time this couple came in and they were in, they were in very heated conflict. Um, and they came in and I said, well, let's first let you find a way to sit so that you feel safe with one another. Find, you know, where do you, and immediately the woman got up and walked out the door and slammed the door. And then she cracked the door open and I could see one little eye peeking in, you know, she said, okay, I feel safe out here. That, so that's, that's how difficult it was. And in some way you kind of have to start where you are with people. I'm not sure that it's your job as a mindfulness teacher to do couples work, quite honestly. If you choose to, that's okay, but it's not really in the curriculum to be the couple. It's a, it's a whole different training. Um, if you love these people and you feel that you can listen to them some and they are willing, they're amenable, of course you can do it. But what I'm hearing from you is that they've kind of worn you out. Yeah, it just happened right before this uh, uh, session that we had. And in, during the meditation, they just came because, uh, um, you know, uh, one of them is pregnant and she's having a C-section on Friday. And uh, there is betrayal going on. And it's, it's just uh, uh, very unsettling. Uh, All right, so close your eyes for a moment and feel what you're feeling even as you tell this. There's actually both upset, maybe, you know, some, some grief, maybe some anger at how they're behaving. What, do you, what are the emotions that are all storming around in you? Weariness. Um, compa compassion. You have compassion, but you got more than compassion. You're a little bit fed up and you're worried. Uh, I am looking at the hole in the person who has betrayed. So yes, you shake your head. What, what what comes out when you shake your head? What would come out? Because it's easy to um, accuse someone for something that uh, he has done, but uh, when I get to the root. I have compassion for him. Right, so you have both, but how are you feeling about this? Do you want to continue being in this role of trying to help these stubborn people? They're wounded. They're wounded. Do, do you? Pardon me? Do you want to continue to be in the role trying to help these stubborn people? Yes. Yes, you do. All right, so what would now go into your heart? What state? could you bring that would most serve them? Steady heart. A steady heart. Patience. Is, is it hard for you no. to be with them? No. So you can bring a steady heart. And now I want you to imagine that you have somebody to help you. The most amazing being, it could be Kuan Yin, the goddess of infinite compassion, or Mother Mary, or Buddha, or you know, whoever it is. Some, uh, and let somebody imagine that, you, that they could appear and, and, and be with you, come right next to you and, 
say, I'm going to help you. See who wants to come. Yeah. Who arrives? Should I name her? Yeah. My mentor in my program, Trish. Okay, your mentor. She's wise and she's strong. So now imagine that you and she can hold hands and you go in and as you said, you're full of compassion and you're steady and they may listen to you and they may not, but your role is to be that centered, steady heart that says, you know, there's another way that you hold it in your heart and they can feel it from you. They feel how peaceful and strong you are. And then you ask them, do they want this? How's that feel to you? Yeah, they came to me because they wanted it. That you will have to find out. That you have to find out because you can't fix people but you can love them and you can be in their presence and you can even say, I love you both. And I'm steady with you. And I want you to find a way if you can, and then you'll see you can't fix them, but you can love them. Is it possible for me to just uh, help them widen the aperture of their view you can invite them you know you can invite them to see how many couples have struggled like they have that they're not alone that right now this very day on january 25th there are 485,000 couples across america alone who are in the same sort of situation and that this is human it's not just them but it's us and that the ones who are wise hold it with some tenderness and say, all right, we can get through this. How are you doing? And now I'm dealing with the wanting to be perfect me. Want to do it perfectly? Oh, well, yeah, you might as well um, let that one go. <laughs> you do it as good as you can. We're all, we're perfectly human, you know, and you'll do some and some will be beneficial and some won't, but you do the best you can. If you do it with love in the end, with that's your intention, that carries almost everything that matters. I wish you well. I wish them well. I wish all the 485,362 couples who are struggling well, especially under COVID. It's not that easy. They're on, you know, um, that, that book that um, a, a friend, Esther Perel, wrote, in, a, a New York Times bestseller. She's one of her expertises around sexuality, and it's called Mating in Captivity, you know. Um, about marriage in some way, but it's really, we're now under COVID, we're all in captivity in some way. But like Nelson Mandela discovered, 
um, they can put your body in prison, but no one can imprison your spirit. And when you carry that spirit of love that you have and steadiness, and you can say, you know, this is human what you're going through and it's possible to get through it. So I thank you, Sima. I thank you to everyone who listened. Let's just take 30 seconds to be quiet together. And what I heard from each of you who spoke, and the you represent so many more of us, is this longing for reconciliation, to actually be an agent of love and compassion for ourselves and for those around. Trust this. This is your good heart and your Buddha nature. You know, and sometimes you may need to walk away for a time as the Buddha did, but then you come back and you bring your gifts back from your steadiness of your meditation, your peaceful time. Oh, nobly born, you carry the seeds that the world needs, trust them. Make your heart a zone of peace and compassion and steadiness as you move through the world. Thank you all. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.